Baba Metzia Daf Dalit. Baba Metzia Four A. Towards the top of the page. Malapiv, Malapiv. So we've been talking about different, uh, um, I don't know, mechanisms. That's the right word. Different ways of getting to the conclusion that a uh, 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 that witnesses can make someone else swear from a kav, through a kavachomer. Now, we had tried a few different ways of getting that kavachomer to work. We were just recently trying eight echad. Earlier, we were trying uh, piv. Piz, piv means his own, his own um, admittance, his own confession. So now, the, uh, the Gemara is going to return to that question. Malapiv, how can you say that we're going to use one's own confession as a proof to the fact that if he can make someone swear, make himself swear, all the more so that witnesses should. When it comes to confessions, so confessions, a person is not, is not um, beholden to any contradictory evidence. If a person admits, I did something wrong, so even if somebody else comes along and says, no, you didn't, it doesn't matter. There's no such thing as uh, admittance. There's no such thing as contradicting admittance. Says the Gemara, And when it comes to one witness, it does, it does have uh, right? That one can be contradicted, and it does get a Shavua. However, you're right, we said this yesterday, I'm still not 100% sure what, you know, the difference, but the Eid uh, Echad the is swearing about the testimony and the Edim and the are making somebody else swear about what they're denying. So then, and then the whole thing goes back and forth, back and forth. Each one can be used as a disproof to the other, as a, as a legitimate uh, a source. And therefore, this one's not like that one, that one's not like that one. What is the underlying principle, the common denominator that we can learn from, however? That they're both coming because of a claim of the claimant and a denial of the defendant. And both of them, both the Eid Echad and the Piv, meaning the one witness and the single person confession, they both coming to defend their claim a claim that's brought against them, and they have to swear for it. Af ani avi edim. So too, I'll bring a pair of witnesses. Sha'al yidei tanuk firahim ba'in v'nishba. So too, I will include, and this is not necessarily kavachomer, but I will include two witnesses that can similarly come on behalf of a claim and make the one who's denying that claim make a, uh, make a shvua. So says, wait a second. No, 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 that might be true, but both the, the confession and the single witness testimony. When it comes to a confession or when it comes to one witness, it is not established. Their denial is not established. Hold on. Okay, okay. Oh, Huxa Kafran means they're no they're not considered to be liars. If one witness claims something 
And then if one witness claims something or if one person admits to something and then somebody else comes along and says, actually, I don't think that's true. So the people that say that that's not true are not considered to be they're not considered to be false witnesses. You could still use them, for instance. You could still use them for, um, you know, for your ksuba. You could write them. You can, you can have them be a witness on your shtar or whatever. So when it comes to, however, Tomar, the Edim, if two witnesses come against another person who gave testimony and claim that he was lying, so then that person is considered a no good witness anymore. You can't use that person on your ksuba. Whatever. Whatever, whatever star it is. Uve Edim says the Gemara. Uve Edim kafran. Is it really true that when it comes to wit, uh, deny uh, contradictory witness testimony, that the people they're contradicting would make them into a false witness? That's huksuk kafran. Means that they are denying. I don't know if it comes from the word kofar, like a kofar. It's like denying their. They're, they're lying. Someone who denies a loan claim is still kasher for giving testimony in other places. Sorry, in other places. However, if a person claims or denies the claim that a security was given to him and he has to give it back still, and, uh, and he was... He was uh, uh, the testimony against him was that he still had the security. So now, through that contradictory testimony of the two witnesses, he is that person, the one who, who's, who now was proven to have the security, the deposit. So then he is now considered disqualified for witness testimony. But we saw before, Hakofer Bemilva, someone who does the same, the same denial when it comes to a loan, he's still Kashal Edus. So the Gemara says, yeah, you're right. Maybe there's a different way we can uh, we can get around. Maybe there's a different way we can. Um, maybe there's a different way that we can deny or we can disprove that witnesses make a shvua through this sarashava. So yes, because the sarashava was not absolute, that there wasn't a breakdown between the parallel of uh, confession and confession and one witness on the one hand and uh, two witnesses on the other. So now let's try a different way. That both the confession and the one witness are not in the realm of falsifiable, falsifiability. Right? Adam Zomimin if a person, if a person, if two witnesses claim Tomar if two people claim, hey, uh, you, uh, we saw you steal something, and then two other people say, hey, yeah, but we, you, you couldn't have possibly seen him steal that at that time. You were with us at the ball game, so then that is Adam Zomimin, and their then their testimony gets thrown out. You cannot do that. You can't do Adam Zomimin. You can't make someone an aid Zomim as a single witness or as a confess. Right, uh, someone who's confessing. You can't claim, you know, if somebody says, we gave, gave this example yesterday, if somebody says, last week, I'm sorry, I ate a cheeseburger. Someone can't come along and say, you couldn't have possibly eaten a cheeseburger. We were with you at a kosher restaurant and you were eating kosher food then. So you can't, that, that confession is no good. You can't do that. If a person admits, I ate a cheeseburger, he's believed. So, um, so, so here, what we're saying is, the same thing with the single 
Same as single witness. If somebody, if one single witness says, I saw you eating a cheeseburger, you can't come along and claim you couldn't have seen him eat a cheeseburger. You were with us. It's just, I think that's just the drushas of the psukim. The, the psukim of Adam's own men are two people. I don't know why. Um, I think it might have to do with the fact that it's not literal testimony. I, mean, I don't know if that's rationale, but it's more definitional. That it's not considered real testimony until you have two witnesses. So you can't falsify testimony unless there's real testimony. That's also sort of like just definitional. It's just part of the... I mean, if you become an aid zone man, that's a, that's a bad thing for the aid, right? Correct. And what happens to the aid? He, he gets to... Be he can, whatever that whatever he was trying to inflict on somebody else, he gets it himself. So, I mean, do we do that by two aiding because now they're conspiring yeah. together? Well, and a higher level well, again, I I think some of it comes back to the fact that not just that it's real testimony, but they they could have real done real incriminating damage by their testimony. Mm-hmm. The one witness doesn't have that capacity. It depends what it is. But we won't actually inflict a real punishment based on one witness. So when he's punished for, if he would ever be falsified, it would be like, okay. So we threw out his one testimony that didn't really mean anything anyway. Um, but the two witnesses could have really done bad things to, you know, incriminate this person. So we're going to punish them. I don't know. Either way, we are noting the incongruity between the two cases. That there's one on the confession and the one witness cannot be falsified, whereas the two witnesses can. So should that not break down the tzara shavashavah and the common denominator that we said before? That should allow them to. Uh, that should allow them to. Is that burning smell? You smell anything? It's not your coffee. I, I mean, it could be the coffee maker. Is it out of coffee or something? I don't know. So it says the Gemara: Halo kasha, Rebbechia Torah Hazama lo parich. Halokasha, Rabbi Chia, Toras Hazama Lo Parech. Why? He doesn't think that's a good disproof, but why not? Okay, I think I, I have it here. I, I assume this is from Rashi. Rashi might say, Rashi, Rashi says, So then, he's basically, so Rashi is basically saying, it's true, we don't inflict the same punishment, right? If one witness says, you know, uh, I saw you doing X, and that thing would incur Malchus, so then the witness test, that, that one witness would, that an aid Zomim in that case would get Malchus, and an aid Echad would not, but we are going to throw out his testimony. It's just that we're not going to give him the punishment of whatever he was trying to do to somebody else. So that's what Rebbe Chia says. Torah says, I'm a little part of that. That's not a disproof. I don't know why he doesn't explain it, but. Ella, the Kamar Vatanatuna, me dummy. Rather, we can say about Rebbe Chia, Ella, we can ask on Rebbe Chia. Was Rebbe Chia the one that made the Sada Savish of him? Hold on. I think they're continuing trying to disprove About Eidzomim? Let's see what it says. Midami. Hasam, in the case of Rebbe Chia, where witnesses 
witnesses said that somebody is partially liable to pay back a loan. To the loan, there is witnesses on the part that he, on the partial, I don't exactly know that he paid back or he has to pay back. To the one that borrowed, there are no witnesses to claim how much he owes. Rebbe Chia would not require him to make a shvua if there were other witnesses. But hacha, in our case of the Mishnah, in the case of the talus being you know, grabbed by both directions, we have the same level of testimony because they're both holding it. And nonetheless, we make them swear. I guess each one is a witness to the other one. Is that what it's saying? Um, or that we're the witnesses. We can see them holding it. I don't know. Um, right. So in the end of the day, how could Rabbi Chia bring a proof? I, I have to go back to the Gemara's from yesterday to see where Rabbi Chia comes in. That how could he bring a proof from Modem Mikdas? Right. The whole Kavachomer. Was this Rabbi Chia? I want to say the whole Kavachomer of the confession teaching us you can do it for a witness testimony also, that was brought by Rebbe Chia to prove that it's just like our Mishnah about the two people holding either side of a, of a cloak. Uh, yeah, Tani Rebbe Chia, Manali Biyadecha. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to say, so the two cases are different. When we brought our Mishnah for Rebbe Chia's din, we're talking about a different Rebbe Chia. If a person claims that you have my money, a hundred, and the other one says, no, I only have fifty, the Helach, Um, and you can have him back, the 50, chayev. So then he has to swear, my time, heilach nami, kimodim It's not just that he's saying, I owe you 50. He's saying, go take your 50, wherever it is. So we're saying that's the same, we're saying that from Rabbi Chia, that's considered the same thing. When the, when the, when the, when the defendant says, heilach, go get it, it's the same as saying, yes, I owe you 50. Right. Um, Rebbe Chia says, because he didn't pay the other part of it, he still has to swear about it. Okay. V'tanatuna, shnai mochs and then he says, v'tanatuna. Then Rebbe Chia adds on our Mishnah. So Gemara says, v'ha'acha, Cave unto Tafis, now that they're holding it, Anansade de Tafis Helachu. What they are holding is same as it's as if they said Helach. So she said that 
It's as if he's saying, take the other half. Katani Yeshava, and you're making him swear. Okay. Rav Shesha Samar, Helach Pater. Rav Shesha says of the opinion that if a person would say, Helach, you know, go get your 50 for wherever it is. So then Pater. So then you do not have to take a swear. My time. Kevin to Amar Lehelach, Hani Zuzay to Kamodi Begavayhu, Kamadi Nakiluhum Alvadami. When he says the word Helach, go take your money. So the money which he is admitting to, it's as if he already got those, that money. Right? When he basically relinquishes ownership of that 50. So Be'inach Shachamishim and the other 50, Halomodi, Hilkach Lekahodas, makes a Satana. It's a, yeah, right. It's like a, it sounds like a semantical argument, but he's saying the other 50, he never said anything about that one. If he said, I owe you half of 100, so then he's admitting part of the 100. But here he's not saying, I admit that I owe you half of the 100. What he's saying is, 50 is yours. Nothing about 100, nothing about partial, nothing about confession. The 50 is now yours. So now it's not modib emiktas. He's not you know, admitting to partial payments. He's just saying, I owe you 50. Wait a second, what about our Mishnah? Our Mishnah sounds like we're, bring, we're making them swear in a mode of case. So, that's a different thing. That's a different thing like we saw from Simchas originally on Daf Bez. I think it was Daf Bez or right after. That, uh, that we don't want people walking around just taking people's stuff and then claim, okay, this half of it is mine without making a shvua. We, at least, the very least, we can make them swear that it's theirs and try to incentivize them to not, or disincentivize them, if that's a word, to not, uh, to not take it. Well, when you have half of it, you're basically saying half of it is mine. But you're right; it's not the same ca- case like of a loan. Finds, uh, you know, you're finding a talus on the floor, you know, and both grab it. Somebody's mm-hmm. wearing his own talus. Maybe that I don't Somebody know. Grabs it. That I don't know if we would say the same thing as we're saying in our Mishnah. I think we're talking about a loose cloak. I mean, if, someone is, if someone's wearing it, I doubt we would say you can just grab it and swear and take half of it. I don't know. I think they just found something. They found something. They both found it at the same time, something like that. The uh, idach. So the Gemara says, "What are you, you going to say about that, Rabbi Chia?" The um, idach. Okay, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the question is. I guess Rabbi Chia is still trying to use the Mishnah for his own purposes, and now we're saying Rabbi Chia. Do you agree with Rav Sheshis' interpretation that it's really a takana? So the Gemara says, In takana tachamimhi, Umihu i'amar bishlam imidaraisa heilachayev mitaknei rabbanan shvua kendaraisa. And if you're going to say that midaraisa, the word heilach is going to be mechayev yu shvua, so then we would say mitaknei rabbanan shvua kendaraisa. Every aspect of a dindaraisa, every aspect of a gzairdarabbanan is modeled after a dindaraisa. And we're saying that this is similar to Modim Mixas. That's what Rebbe Chia's claim is. But if you're going to die with that Midaraisa, it's Pater. Would it be possible that the Rabbana would make, such, make up such a Shvua that has no bearing, on, uh, you know, bearing to any, uh, no resemblance to any, to any Dindaraisa? It doesn't make any sense. 
Rather, Rabbi Chia is now saying that it's true, it's all a Takanat Chachamim, but you should know it's a Takanat Chachamim, which is modeled after the Din Daraisa of Modem Mikdash. It's not exactly the same as Modem Mikdash, but my point is that it's a Takanat Chachamim, which is modeled after Modem Mikdash. That's what I meant when I said Vatana Tuna, or maybe that's what he's saying. Says the Gemara Mesevei, wait a second. Slaim. There's a price that says, Slaim. Dinarin, if a person says, I owe somebody coins, but it doesn't say how many. Malva Omer, Chamesh, Velova Omer, Shalosh, the lender wants more money back and says five. The borrower says, no, it was only three. Rabbi Shimon Olazar Omer, Hoil, Vahodeb, Mixas Tatana, because he is admitting to partial. Yishava, he has to swear. Rabbi Kiva Omer, Eno El Aveda. In this case, he's only like returning an, 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 a lost object. I don't know why we're, we're using it that way or we're considering it that. Upater. Says Rabbi Akiva. I'm just trying to read the notes here. Rabbi Akiva is willing to believe them because if he wanted to deny it, he should have said, he should have said, He could have said two. The word on the star was slaim, multiple. So this guy could have said, I only owe you two. Now that he's saying three, it's like, I think it's like amigo. We're not going to make him swear because we believe him already. So Gemara says, Katani mihas. The reason why he's modem mikdash is because he says three. If he said two, however, he presumably would be patr. Why the high star to kamodi The star is basically like here. You can have your money um, because through the star, the 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 the, the malva is free to collect. And we learn from here that the word helach makes you patr. Because if he would have said two, it would have been good enough. I don't know why that would be the case. Says the Gemara, Lo, lo olam, emalach, shtaim, namichayef. Yeah, why would you say the two is any bit different? Vahadikatani, shalosh, why did it say three? Lafuk, Rebbe Kiva, mid Rebbe Kiva, to the exclusion of Rebbe Kiva's halacha. That Mesha, Vavid, how to putter, that Rebbe Kiva thinks it's like giving back a lost item, and therefore your putter, meaning giving back a lost item, you could have said two and you said three, you're basically giving back a lost item. That you didn't have to give back. You'd have to be chayvish regardless, even if it was two, two, two also. He says It's not just that he's modumiktas; he should swear. But even in that case, he should swear. Meaning, even in three, surely for two. So el olam. I'm surprised that worked. El olam shtayim pater. Really, too, you'd be putter. But Helach is generally Chayev. Vishani Hacha, in this case, is different to come a Sile Shtar because he has a Shtar which is helping him out. And that's different than a Helach case. A Helach case, you'd have to be, you'd be Chayev if you didn't have any corroborating evidence. But in this case, it's a Helach with a Shtar. Helach with a star, we're not going to make you swear. Inami, alternatively, Mishum de Havali star, Shibu de Kakaros. This was not just any kind of star. This was a star which had to it a lien of property. Venish Banak, first Shibu Kakaros. And we don't make somebody swear when he's denying 
uh, 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 the, the lien of a property. I don't know why, but I think that's, that might be like a general rule of thumb, like a principle. Okay. There are those who ask on Rav Sheshis from the end of the Brisa. Rav Sheshis, again, is the one that said it's all Takanas Chachamim. Whereas Rabbi Yechia says it was all modeled after Moda Mitzvah, or Helach is Chayef. Rav Sheshis says, I guess Helach is Patr, I don't know. Rabbi Akiva Omer, the end of that Brisa says, Rabbi Akiva Omer, El Enu Kamishvat Avedu Patr, Tam Damar Shalosh. Right, the implication the other way. The only reason why Rabbi Kiva would say your your putter is because you said three. Hashtaim chayev. Again, it's if you if you understand this within like amigo kind of uh, amigo kind of logic. The reason why the person gets uh, gets away without a shvua is because he said three when he could have said two. But if he said two, so then he has no uh, he has no leverage to claim that he's not chayev. He has no leverage to say that, that he's not chayev, meaning he could have said something better. He couldn't have said something any, any, anything better. That is the minimal amount that he's chayev. There's a star that says multiple coins are owed. So says the Gemara, Vashtar kevin de Modibe. Once he admits to the star, kehelach dami, chayev. So therefore, we see from Rabbi Akiva that one is chayev for shvua when he says helach which is seemingly against Rav Sheshes' understanding, that typically Halech is pater, and the reason why our Mishnah is, is chayev is because it is a takanat chachamim. So then Rav Sheshes, what do you do with this? says Two would also be pater. You'd also be pater for two, which is interesting. Wait, Rebbe, I don't know what the svara would be. Let's go back to the Rebbe Akiva for a second. Why would Rebbe Akiva? Why would Rebbe Akiva say that you're pater? I don't know. I think Rabbi Kiva also is sort of like because he has a star. I'm not really sure though. Yeah, I don't really understand why it's a Shabbos Veda. I assume that it's he's saying because there's a star, it's it was basically like it's his, and now he's giving back what the star says. Yeah, let's see what the next part is. It also makes sense to me not to be poter him with only, with when he only claims two, because the If you said two would be chayiv, How could Rabbi Akiva say you're poter by three? kamarim. He would be trying to trick us. This claim, you could say, for every single Migo that exists. You know, if you're familiar with Migo, I could have said this, so believe me when I say that. So now we're saying, if a person knows that, they'll always, they could always say the Migo. 
So that's what we're saying here. If I would have said three, I'd be putter. Now that I'm saying two, I'd be putter because it's amigo. So now I'll say, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, he's saying two. So now we should believe him because he could have said three and gotten away with it. I don't get it. It must be that two is also putter, and therefore he gets away with it. it says Ella So that's a kashin rebichia, who says that for helach you'd be chayev. Now we're saying helach will be putter even for two. Shani hasim to come asaylish dara. Says rebichia, as I said before, no, there's a star here that made, that changes the whole equation. Helach is always chayev unless there's corroborating evidence otherwise. And here we have a star. Inami mishun tahavleishtar shibud karkos when you're talking shibud karkos, or the star is is basically a lean on a on a on a on a, on a piece of land. And therefore, it is also going to be patrick because we can't make someone swear for that. Mason Marzich, Rebbeidurav Nachman, Tanu Kalim Karkos. If a person, we're asking now on Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes again, he says, Helach is Chayev. Sorry. We're saying, Rav Sheshes says, Helach is Pater. That if the person says, Hey, you got me money, the other guy says, Yeah, here it is, you go take it. So then you are Pater from paying, even if it's a partial. Uh, you know, uh, declaration. So Gemara says, Ta'ano, if a person says to his friend in Bastin that these uh, vessels and land, you have to pay me. And then the defendant, Hoda Bekalim, he only says, I have to pay you the vessels, I have to give you the vessels back. The cover, because he denies needing to, to give back the land. Hoda Bekalim, the cover Bekalim. So therefore he is, or hold the bekarkos to cover bekelim. Or sorry, good, thank you. That uh, that he admits that he on the land, or he deny and denies about the vessels. So then pater, then he does not have to swear. Hold the mikdash karkos pater. If however, if he admits the partial karka, he'd be pater to swear. Mikdash kelim, however, he's chayiv. This sounds like you know you don't you don't as we said before the enish barnach kfiras shibud karkos. As uh, as we said just uh, just a second ago. But it makes this is kalim chayev. So tam is a kalim karkos. The karka lav bas shvuahi ha kalim vikalim dumia the kalim karkos. Right? If it was kalim and kalim, it would be similar to kalim and karka. That even then you'd be chayev to to make a swear. And then chayev here to swear about modem mixas hechidami lav da amar lehelach ushmami na helach chayev is the case not a case of helach here your vessels go take them says when lo lo olam emalach kelim mekelim nami pater with vessels and vessels you'd also be pater from nature of hatzikatani kelim karkos the reason why I said both of them hakamash malan modem mixas kelim chayev afal karkos that if you are going to um, partially admit to to owing some vessels, you'd also be chayev for shvua for the karka. That's what we call probably like a gilgal shvua. Once you're saying a shvua for one, you can say shvua for the other, even though typically on its own, we don't make you swear for karka. So Gemara says, my kamash mulan. Why would we need to say that? Are we trying to teach the halacha of zokikin, which is the halacha of gilgal shvua? Tanina. We already learned that. Zokikin. I don't know. This is the, the case of gilgal shvua, which we're about to say, I think. That, that, that in the Gemara, in the Mishnah, in Kiddushin, there's a Zokikin, Hanachasim She'ein Lehem we will stand up, I think Zokik, I don't know, maybe I'm saying the word work, or we're connecting to, like, I think it's connected to the word Zika from Yivamos. There's like a connection, there's already like a, an obligation. Zokikin, Nechasim She'ein Lehem Achrayas, Es Hanachasim She'ein Lehem Achrayas, Lishav Right? We already said that you can connect a Shavua, you can connect a swearing for 
things that can't be leaned as uh, for on a loan, meaning like uh, movable property, you could make those things, the shul you make for those things, you can carry it over, connect it to Zokikin, to, a, uh, to a, something which is meaning land, to make you swear. So hacha, so says Gemara, yeah, it's true, we already said it, but hacha, in our Mishnah, ikar, hasam, agav, gerara, nasva. In the case of Kiddushin, that's not really the, the main place of having that halacha. We were just bringing it in because we were teaching something else about Gilgul Shvua. Or we're teaching something else about Kesef, Shtar, and Chazaka when it comes to Kiddushin or, or other Kenyanim. Uluman um, Amar Helach Pater. And according to the opinion that says Helach is Pater. So Amai Itzrich Kralimute Karka Mishvua. Why do we need a Pasuk to teach us that you can't make a Shvua? On land, every piece of land is essentially like a halach. If a person says, "Yeah, it's yours," so the land is right there. So go get it. Go get the land. So Amalach Itzrich Kra, you still need a pasuk hecha to chafar baboros shichnamaros. When a person would take a piece of land and he would sort of bore into it with a uh, with some kind of uh, with, with um, tunnels and and caves and pits, uh, so then that would not be a normal halach because the thing there is not there. You can't have the land. He has to pay for the stuff that he damaged. Inami or hecha ditano kelim v'karkaos v'hod v'kelim v'kafar v'karkaos. Or for the case of vessels and he when vessels and land when he's denying the vessels, um, so then you would also that's not all. That's also not a halach case because he did not admit by the the land, and the pasuk is teaching us that you still can't make a shvua for that case. Okay. Shkaiach, you know, a, a lot into the testimony and to uh, Shavua. This is basically Shavua. We're learning Shavuas. We're learning Shavuas, yeah. Shkaiach.